Welcome to the Love Good Podcast brought to you by our patrons. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Join me each week as I sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about music, culture, and what we call the art of being human. You see, Love Good's more than a subscription company. We're a movement of artists and patrons who believe in the power of beauty to evangelize our culture. And we're so pumped you're here. All right, everybody, we've got a great show in store today. In fact, I'm sitting down with, well, let's be honest, she's more than a regular contributor. She's more than just the director of operations. I dare say that Marissa Alisea is officially the unofficial queen of, of Love Good. Can I say that? I, I don't know if she would like me to say that or not, but she's ruling the roost. I mean, she is making it happen. And it's so fun, actually, to just sit down with her and not so much talk business, but to just talk music and culture and books and Today, we talk very specifically about a book that has deeply influenced Love Good and deeply influenced myself. It's called The Hero with a Thousand Faces by Joseph Campbell. It's sort of the premier classic book about the, the hero's journey, right? But we also talk about Les Mis. We give some movie recommendations. This is a super fun conversation. But before we dive into it, I just want to remind you that we are 48 hours away from a live stream concert with Jackie Minson. And we're going to extend our typical love good patronage offer for a couple more days here. All right. And the reason being that I do not want anybody to miss either the concert or the meet and greet that we're doing with Jackie Minton afterwards. It's coming up literally this Thursday, March 11th. Go to joinlovegood.com, subscribe as a patron. You'll not only get this incredible new album of hers, Autograph, that doesn't even exist anywhere else yet, but you're also going to get, again, immediate access to the live stream when it goes live on Thursday night and the link to Zoom, the private link to Zoom afterwards where you're going to get to have a really, really fun, intimate meet and greet conversation with Jackie. All right. So in just a moment, I'll be back with Marisol. For now, enjoy this beautiful song called Not Home Yet from the Grey Haven's 2018 album, She Waits. You can find this everywhere. Digital music is streamed. So you're on your way back. You got nothing to prove. You got all that you need. You got nothing to lose. Because now all of your days, if it's well understood, they'll be working together forever night is over and the morning begins you can't keep your composure now the door is open wide and you're walking in and oh now your fears are gone they were buried with the dawn and oh now you feel alive for the first time Marisol, welcome back. Thank you. How are you doing? It's great. I mean, we're well into the month of March at this point. Yes. Which is hard for me to believe, given the fact that uh, March of 2020 <laughs> was when all this chaos started. That was one year ago. It, it has been a year <laughs> since the initial like outbreak 20. <laughs> of the coronavirus. And, you know, I mean, we obviously have a lot of friends who are doomsday prophets. Yeah. I mean, I say a lot. I think you and I probably run in a few of those circles more than most people. Am I saying too much? Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's it's easy to let your mind go down those kind of rabbit holes. I mean, even as we're recording these podcasts, we're like, well, the world could end before this release day. That's but true. You just never know. You never know when the world's going to end. 
But I think what's beautiful about that is at the end of the day, you and I aren't living in any kind of fear. Oh, no way. Nor are we out there preaching on the corner of streets, telling telling people that the world is actually coming to an end at some specific date and repent and believe in the gospel. Mm -hmm. You know, however, we are telling people to repent and believe in the gospel Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. what, What do we all want for ourselves, first and foremost, and then certainly for family, friends, and anybody we ever met? We want them to live with a readiness to die. Yeah. I mean, that kind of pulls back the, the Chesterton quote, you know. Uh, he, he defines courage as a willingness to live taking the form of a readiness to die. I've shared that on this podcast before. It's on the 2020 calendar. Oh, nice. Good. It's on the 2020 calendar. And I find myself constantly needing to be reminded of that, to, to live with boldness and fearlessness and to make sure that my soul is always ready to meet its maker. You no, know? for sure. What a great way to live. Yeah. I have to say, I mean, we're going to jump into some your favorite movies from the last year or two on this episode. And great movies have that effect on me. Yeah. They give me a courage, a willingness to sort of put myself out there to believe the impossible and and to live with coraggio, mm-hmm. as we say in Italian. Coraggio, <laughs> you know? And I want to begin actually with Joseph Campbell. Can we do this? Yes. So we were just reading this little excerpt from his, I'd say, legendary book. Like mm-hmm. if, if you were out there listening to this conversation and thinking, I would love to read the foundational book, the, the book that lays out all the principles of great storytelling and specifically the journey of any character towards heroism. That book is in fact called The Hero with a Thousand Faces by Joseph Campbell. It is the book that people like Donna Miller would say is at the very root system of his building your story brand framework. It's also at the root system of the greatest themes of the greatest retreats, conferences, summer camps you've ever been a part of. It's the, I think, underlying message behind everything that we put out to inspire new patrons is we can go from like ordinary consumers that don't necessarily discern what they consume, music, books, art, Mm -hmm. movies, to eventually, you know, becoming very intentional curators who at least sift through the options and recognize that, well, certain things actually dispose the soul to virtue and certain things dispose the the soul to vice. And I want virtue in my life. I want to, I want to want virtue in my life, you know? And then ultimately, you go from the the fan, you know, or just the uh, the sort of uh, relaxed um, consumer, maybe even the passive consumer, to a very intentional curator, to ultimately a patron, right? To somebody that is out there, not just intentionally consuming great music, books, and art that can build a better culture, but but going out there and funding the very music, books, and art that can build a better culture, and then really striving to live a life in accord right? With truth and beauty and goodness and ultimately the gospel. Absolutely. Pretty exciting stuff to think about. Again, I, I look back at Joseph Campbell, though I've never read this book in its entirety. And I think this is the guy. I think I'm, I'm going to read this. This is a 2021 goal. Yeah. It helped us begin to get the word out about love good in 2017 when we realized we, we can't kiss every baby, shake every hand and do a house concert in every home in America. Yeah. There's got to be easier ways through social media, certainly through our website, through our email marketing to get the word out. This book helped me with that. Even just understanding the framework, the principles of this book helped me with that. But I think it also helps us be very discerning and very critical of the kind of movies that we watch, which is again, what today's conversation is about. So this is again, Joseph Campbell, the hero with a thousand faces, one of my favorite quotes. He says, The agony of breaking through personal limitations is the agony of spiritual growth. Art, 
literature, myth and cult, philosophy, even ascetic disciplines, they're all instruments to help the individual past his limiting horizons into spheres of ever-expanding realization. As he crosses threshold after threshold, conquering a dragon after dragon, the stature of the divinity that he summons to his highest wish increases until it subsumes the cosmos. Finally, the mind breaks the bounding sphere of the cosmos to a realization transcending all experiences of form, all symbolizations, all divinities, a realization of the ineluctable void. I do not know what that word ineluctable <laughs> means, but the point That's is- That's beautiful, first of all. Great art, great movies, they have to reflect reality. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of them tend to distort reality, yes. but more importantly, they have to transcend it. Mm-hmm. They have to help us recognize the tremendous nobility, the dignity of our soul, the, the dignity of our origin and our telos, right? Our ultimate end. And it has to like glorify what should be glorified. That's right. And that's one distinction that like I've had to make as I watch movies like, because obviously there's right and there's wrong. There's virtue and there's sin. And all movies are going to have both in them, you know? But just because a movie portrays a sin doesn't mean it has to glorify it. That's right. And there's tons of media. We all know what we're thinking of. Music, books, art, movies that glorify something that shouldn't be glorified. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm so I'm thinking specifically of the movie Les Mis. Oh. So obviously there's parts of Les Mis that aren't necessarily made for children. Wait, do you mean that we're not going to spend the next 20 minutes talking about Courageous and what is that other one that was so yeah, popular? The, 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 fo- the football. Fireproof. Fireproof. What was, what was the, the football, football movie? I can't remember. Brock, you're very best. I know what you're talking you're about. You're very best. I know best. what you're talking Don't about, but I can't up. think of Don't it. I mean, that book. I mean, that movie it was actually great. <laughs> but if you're not a Christian, you are going to make fun of those movies until the end of time. Or maybe if you are too. And maybe even if you are. <laughs> <laughs> so Les Mis, let's, let's hear it. I love Les Mis. Let's hear so, it. Okay. Lim is, the, I'm thinking specifically of that scene, the like master of the house, you know what scene I'm talking mm-hmm, about? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, that's definitely a um, scene that like, there's definitely a lot of bad stuff happening. Mm. But the point of the movie is that it it shows the contradiction between like heroic virtue and living according to our senses yeah. and gluttony and lust and all these things. And so that's kind of a huge, been a huge shift in my brain because like, I want to choose what I watch to be something that glorifies truth, Mm. something that glorifies virtue. And I've seen a lot of movies in 2020 that have done these. And I'm also like, movies that I really love are movies that are based on true stories. That's just like, if it's based on a true story, I'll watch it. That's great. Because for me, I also love documentaries, but for me, for me, it just like, it's reality. Like this is something that actually happened. And sometimes I think life is so full of these surprises and so full of these really beautiful stories that, like I want, I want to be tapped into that. Like I don't necessarily need a fantasy story, even though fantasy also does reflect reality in a really mm. beautiful way. But I'm just like more drawn to the real life story. And, and Les Mis obviously captures a point in in French history that is mm-hmm. so full of of drama and tragedy, and complexity, complexity as well, and tragedy. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about that movie and actually I had a hard hard time watching the movie when it first came out this is obviously the one with our our homeboy Hugh Jackman Hugh Jackman who I'm crazy about yeah I mean not in sort of weird personal way just like professional I think this guy's an actual yeah. genius you know and Anne Hathaway is brilliant in it well here's what's funny I had seen like the musical so many oh, times oh yeah in London 
in yeah at Queen's Theatre in London. Yeah. In fact, it, it had become almost like an annual tradition. At some point, I was going to end up in England two or three times a year, but you know, I would always find a day to get down to London I to watch. What I was going to say it was not that long ago. Yeah. It was like two years ago this month, two actually. Years ago. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so kind of beautiful to think about. But I think the musical, I guess it leaves a little more room for my imagination. Yeah. The movie, I just felt like it was just a little too zoomed in on the okay. sin. And at times, a little too just zoomed in on the tragedy. And maybe that's just my little sensitive heart just not yeah. being able to I mean, quite go there. You know, It is very intense. It's really intense. But it's also beautiful. So when you hold Les Mis out, not only is... Obviously, the greatest musical of all time. Yeah. We can all agree on that. But certainly one of the great movies of the last, I'd say, 20 years, certainly. What do you like about it? How does it help you transcend, not escape suffering and tragedy, but but transcend it, as we said about a month ago, to remind you perhaps that you're not home yet? Tell me more about that. Well, one thing I love about it, which I think every great story does, there's no good and bad character. Every There's characters of virtue and characters Mm. of vice, but... Every character has, like, even Jean Valjean, who's obviously portrayed as the, the hero in the story, even here you see, like, I mean, he's so all over bread. Like, there's a lot, and there's a lot of different moments where you saw him fall. And I think that's truly, like, that really reflects reality. Like, I'm not a good person. You're not a good person. We're also not bad people. But, like, we have a lot of complexity to who we yeah. are, and we're going to make good choices. We're going to make bad choices. Mm-hmm. But the... The movie also does, I mean, it does make you long for heaven. Yeah. In a crazy, Especially by the end. I mean, you're just there. Way. By the yeah. end of the movie, you're just like, I want, like, I, I want to go to heaven. Yeah. Take me now, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So Les Mis is obviously one of my favorites. Yeah. Not, not the movie as much as the musical. And it's, it's just the story. the story. It's the power of the story. I mean, in the past hundred years, it is really like a pillar of our culture, of culture in general, like yeah. this book and this story. Everybody I've ever known who's tried to pick up Victor Hugo's original, yeah, you know? I mean, it, they can never get past chapter two or chapter three. It's, it's hard. There are some abridged versions of it. Yeah. I'm sure that's where I should start at some point. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll put that on my 2021 review. Oh, good luck. I mean, that would be amazing. You know? I'm doing this audible thing for 2021. I'm Okay, everyone knows this. I said this a zillion times in the podcast. I'm not a good reader. I'm dyslexic. It's hard for me to read. It takes a lot of energy out of me. But I really love books on tape. And I absorb them really, really well. Like if I listen to it, I will remember it forever. So that is my 2021 goal. I'm like always going to have a book that I'm listening to. I'm going to try to get through 20. That's great. That'd be amazing. That'd be like almost two a month. So here's what I'll say, especially in regard to this reflection on the the mess of humanity Mm -hmm. and, and the mess of every human soul. It's like there is this strange temptation, I think, for Christians to paint saints so much as heroes that we lose any ability to relate to them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that there's, you know, a handful of these kind of legends that are a little bit more like inspiring and at times even kind of weird than actually real yeah. about, about certain saints. Like there's this one. And relatable. Yeah. Like there's this one saint when he was a baby, apparently that like fasted from his mother's milk on Wednesdays and Fridays. And I've heard somebody tell that story three times in the last six months. Your reaction was my reaction. For those who can't see Marisol right now, she is dumbfounded. She is speechless. Her eyeballs have gone big. She cannot believe that this is a what real— What saint is it? Do you know the name? I don't remember. I think I tried to just block it out. And I was like, okay, that's like a really sweet, maybe pious thing to to think or to mm. even believe. But kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like just mostly weird. What, what baby can go a day without— his or her mother's milk, 
right? I think the point of that story is to glorify, like, obviously that was God's grace. And the fact that fasting and and asceticism is good for the human soul. Wonderful. Yeah. And, may, and maybe it really did happen. I, I'm not going to be the guy to, of course. to doubt miracles by any means. That just seems like a little bit of a silly one. And yeah. I, I think about my often overreaction to really, really bad movies has been to sort of find my safe haven within Christian movies. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we do this with music. When I was in high school, I didn't listen to anything but Christian music for several years. I mean, it became an absolute obsession for me. That's not always the answer. Of course not. The answer is not always to, to run away, but as Dr. Ryan Hanning always says, to find what is good and true and beautiful and to reject what isn't, right? And that means we yeah. have to engage with culture and then be willing to redeem it as well. And I think for those of us that are not Catholic, there's this. there was this council back in the 60s called Vatican II. And there was a document that came out of that council that the bishops wrote. And I don't remember which document it is, and I don't really remember the context, but there was one line that talks about how in our in every culture there is what's called like logos formatikoi, which means seeds of the word. Oh, nice. And it's basically like, it doesn't matter who you are, if you're a Christian, if you're not, you have inside of you a seed of God. Yeah. And that, and, it's, and it talks specifically about like art and different elements of culture that are clearly like, Christ, like a clearly Christian thing. And is saying the reason that that like exists, even if you don't know anything about Christianity, is because of this like intrinsic seed of the word. Yes. Yes. And I think that I found that a lot in our culture too, in these movies that are clearly not made by Christians, clearly not made by even like virtuous good people. But I, I just said there's no such thing as good people, but you know what I mean. Yeah. There's still this like universal longing for goodness and this universal understanding of what of what virtue looks like. Mm. And I think that although in our very secularized culture where sins are typically glorified, there still are beautiful movies that portray this true virtue yeah. and this true heroicness. Yeah, well said. Without painting this kind of cookie cutter plastic version of what yeah. it means to be the hero. Because I guess when I look at Jean Valjean, I think, oh, okay. So I can become a hero even though there are still shades in my soul, yes. even though there's still darkness that I'm trying to overcome. Mm-hmm. In other words, redemption really is a journey. Yeah, It's not a moment, you yeah. know? And that is incredibly empowering, yeah. I think, especially in great storytelling and great movie making, you get this sense, okay, I can be a hero too, mm-hmm. and not ultimately for my glory. I mean, this is actually something that really struck me in reading Joseph Campbell. This is really intense. Both of us kind of raised our eyebrows when we read this in a moment. It is, okay, he's talking about heroes and the need to ultimately die to self if you're really, really gonna be the hero. He says, the hero of yesterday becomes the tyrant of tomorrow unless he crucifies himself today. That's again, Joseph Campbell and the hero with a thousand faces. I'm gonna say that, that again. Reminds, oh, sorry. Sorry, no, the hero of yesterday becomes the tyrant of tomorrow unless he crucifies himself today. Mm-hmm. No, that reminds me of the line in the song by Lena Boudreaux, who's fanciled by love, mm. when she says, all the true heroes know when to run. The greatest conqueror conquers himself. Nice. Um, That's so good. Oh, yeah. That's so good. I mean, so you've, good. you've got a couple more movies to recommend. I'm sure yeah. there's examples of this, maybe especially in the 2019, uh, what was it called? Mercy. Just Mercy. This Just conquering mercy. of self. Really beautiful. So it's about this, I'm not, I'm not going to give away the whole plot, but it's about this lawyer in Alabama in, I cannot remember, it was probably the 70s. And basically he becomes a lawyer for prisoners on death row. Nice. Wow. And essentially what he finds out is that there's a lot of innocent prisoners 
who were on death row, they were going to die for crimes that they either didn't commit at all, they were like completely false, falsely identified, or like there was there was one specific prisoner who had serious mental issues and instead of getting help was put on death row. Mm. And it's a very sad, very touching wow. movie. And it's a true story. But this really incredible example of this man who doesn't who takes on a task that seems impossible and who just wants to fight for what is true mm. like he and he's not even thinking like oh I, I need to save these people he's thinking like this isn't true this isn't like we can't be literally crucifying people for something that they didn't do he and he winds up actually changing a bunch of laws in Alabama but it was just this beautiful example of of virtue of like heroicness and you also see his weakness too mm. it's all these moments where he like wants to give up there's all these moments where he makes mistakes and yet you see his like fighting for the lives of other people mm. and his respect for human life is also really beautiful it's amazing and where did you find it how'd you come across it hey you know how i found it i was on flying on a flight on southwest and it was like one of the 10 movie options wow and i just clicked it and watched it just mercy and i was sitting <laughs> okay i was sitting on the plane and I am just bawling, like oh, crying. Yeah. And so then I had like a layover and then I got on like a different plane and I get on and I'm halfway through the movie and I like turn to the girl next to me. I'm like, just so you know, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be crying <laughs> the rest of the flight. Like I'm in the middle of a really good movie. And she's like, what movie? And so I told her about it and then she was watching it too oh. on her phone and we were both just like, oh, <laughs> That's cool. And it's funny now that you're talking about movies, especially on planes, there was a period of time where I felt like I was really, really, loving movies that I was discovering. Yeah. And not all of them were in, in in theater, but I was coming across them certainly, you know, when I'm flying from one continent to the next or even just longer flights across our country. And I, you know, was actually still subscribed to Netflix at the time, which I definitely unsubscribed from. I recommend that to everybody. Everybody should. You know, I'm actually this close to getting rid of Amazon Prime. I want to, too. Yeah. I definitely am not going to touch Disney+. Plus. Like, I'm just so fundamentally skeptical of Hollywood right now, which is why I think this conversation is all the more important because movies can be an incredible opportunity yeah. to, again, transcend ourselves, to be reminded of like the heart's deepest longings. But you, know? you also have to be careful because if you look at the like what psychologically happens to us when we see images, like you see something, you don't forget it. Like we all know that. Yeah. And so you have to be careful before you watch something. And that's something that I've gotten very strict about myself this year. Like, mm. I won't watch movies with profane, like, with bad scenes anymore. Good. I won't, like, because it's so easy to just be like, oh, okay, there's one bad part, but it's still a good movie. Mm. And in reality, like, I just can't condone that anymore. I'm yeah. just over it. I just can't do it. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, you were kind of saying this with Lamez, like, the way that our technology is, the way that they so accurately portray reality in television now, it's different than like our parents that were watching like black and white TV. There's still room for your imagination. Exactly. Yeah. And also like our brain doesn't know how to process these images as not reality. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure that we've all had this experience before. If you like binge watch a show yeah. for like hours mm. and then the next couple of days, you're just like tired and you're processing everything that happened in that show. And it becomes like this invasive element of your brain. And it's because your brain can't process that that's not reality. About a year ago, you said something that some show you had been watching had so invaded your mind, your imagination, that I think it was affecting even your prayer life. Yeah, I was praying for characters in Downton Abbey. Yeah, Downton Abbey, there you go. And like, that's not good. Yeah. We're not, like, I want to be fully engaged in 
reality. I want to be fully engaged in my life. I want to be thinking and praying for real people. (laughs) And so I don't have room in my brain to like watch anything that's not going to help me engage better in reality. And this is what's funny is because I think I've literally watched three to five movies that I can think of quickly in 2020. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Entirely, I think of of 2020, I've probably watched less movies than ever before. Yeah. That's definitely not true for our culture at large. I think Mm -hmm. most people have watched more movies and are watching more shows, certainly streaming, you know, more of Netflix and Amazon Prime and Disney Plus than ever before. So I think this intentionality, it couldn't be more important. We've only got a few minutes. And I know that normally we do focus on music, books, and art, obviously. But I think touching on films once or twice a year is so important. Mm -hmm. What's your final couple of recommendations? So there's another one that came out in 2020 called Hidden Figures. And it's about these three amazing women. It's also a true story. These three amazing women that kind of led the NASA ship to the moon. Nice. And it's... Really, it, it really captures like women's rights, like themes and also some racial themes. And there's these really, there's really, really cool scenes. And it's also so lighthearted. It is yeah. a Disney movie. But one thing that Disney does do really well is like really beautiful, like changing scenes, but also like a lot of like funny scenes. And the characters in it are amazing. And there's really good character development. And you do see like, there's a lot of themes around humility. There's a lot of themes around working hard even if no one sees you mm. and the beauty of hard work. And also like, yeah, there's just really good character development and all of that. So I recommend that movie a lot. It's very, very good. That's cool. And I, I think it's worth like opening our eyes right now and, and looking for these alternatives, not just individual movies, but even platforms and yeah. companies. Because at the end of the day, I'm actually uncomfortable supporting just about anything that Disney's doing right now. Yeah. I'm sure I just scandalized half of our listeners. I mean, me too. But look into their policies. It is really, really whack right now. Yeah. The kind of things that they're pushing, the kind of things that they're supporting. It's very, very scary stuff. So, you know, with that comes this desire for an alternative. And, yeah. and now that they are in Nashville and now that you are actually like somewhat friends with one of them, we can say this. We have some friends at the Daily Wire. Yeah. And they have just within their company within their platform launched an entertainment line. Did you know this? Yeah. And so one of the first things they did back at Christmas time was a beautiful kind of, what's it called? A docudrama, documentary drama uh-huh. on Apollo 11. Uh, oh, which is of cool. course- I know, actually didn't know this. Yeah. So it's it's not just that they're out there, you know, doing great news mm-hmm. and specifically, you know, following politics. That's kind of their yeah. sweet spot. They're now really convinced that the the war, the battle- for the the soul of Western civilization can't be fought every four years with presidential elections. It's got to be fought day in and day out in the culture. One of the most powerful driving forces in our culture, apart from music, books, and art, is, of course, movies. Yeah. So I think that's worth checking out what they're doing there. And there's another one, too. So I didn't even think of this when we were preparing. Have you watched The Chosen? Yes. No. No. I've downloaded the app. I've still not watched it. It is worth it the watch and another reason why and for the same reasons too because the company that produced it VidAngel they also believe very strongly in what we're talking about right now and they actually just won a lawsuit with Fox and they it was a bunch of big I don't know the details so I'm not going to pretend I do but The Chosen is this amazing six-part series about the life of Christ and it's beautifully done the acting is incredible it once again, will make you cry when Jesus heals the leper and the friends like bring him down from the 
the roof. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was sitting in my bed sobbing. It's beautiful. Gotta, yeah. It just captures like what it means to hope for the Messiah and to know mm. that he is the healer. It's amazing. It's also cool um, when you see like actually well done sacred yeah. art, sacred music, I sacred mean, films in this case. I thought I would never like another Jesus other than like Jim, Jim Caviezel, Caviezel in The Passion, huh? but I, Jonathan Ramos, I think is his name, yeah. does an incredible job yeah. playing Jesus. And just the way he looks at people, the way Mary Magdalene's depicted, it's just it's awesome. really, really good. And they're also creating, like it's similar, they're creating movies yeah. to compete with this trash that we're yeah. mainstream that we have yeah. right now. Yeah. I'm so tired of establishing so media. And I know we all are. So yeah. y'all, thanks as always for tuning in and helping us process out loud these just various realities of our world, mm-hmm. the, the love good standard as we call it. It really has so much to say, not just about the things that our patrons get in their seasonal packages, but far beyond in the world of entertainment, media, and culture as, as well. So really, really appreciate and, mm-hmm. and love these conversations, Marisol. We'll see you in about a month. Thanks, Jamie. Peace. Peace. Peace is riddled and wrought with strife But we both know there's more to life The war was over years ago At least I used to think so Love knows no fear Oh, love come near I'll whisper in your ear when you're ready to hear Love knows no fear, oh love come near I'll whisper in your ear when you're ready to hear You're listening to Earnest Voice, which is the, well, title track of this brand new album from Jackie Menton, also called Earnest Voice, which we're so excited about because on Thursday, we're going to probably get to hear the entire album from start to finish live from the Love Good Studio. Again, you know, patrons, you're all over this. I know it. You guys are pumped. I'm pumped. Marisol's pumped. She'll be hosting. It's going to be a great, great night. But for those of you who aren't yet patrons, you really, like, this is this is the time. Like, this is the time to not hesitate and to just not think twice about going to joinlovegood.com and subscribing as a patron. Depending on your level, right, you'll, you'll at the very least get access to not only the live stream concert with Jackie, but the meet and greet afterwards. But at other levels, you're also going to get an incredible autographed CD, right, from Jackie. You're going to get a, a book a beautiful journal this time around. And it's featuring the artwork of Leanne Bowen, who we had on the podcast only a couple of weeks ago. You're also gonna get, at certain levels, a Love Good Mason jar. I'm not even kidding, a Love Good Mason jar. I cannot wait for you guys to hold these in your hands. They just make you want to drink sweet tea all day long, all day long. It's a great thing. It's a great package. And again, joinlovegood.com is where you want to be. And, you know, for those of you who are just not ready yet, ah, that's okay. I get it. I get it. I do at the very least recommend that you go to our YouTube channel and you subscribe because we have just released a brand new live music video from Jackie Minson called I Can See Clearly Now. I mean, like, you know, that awesome hit from probably like the 60s or 70s. It's got to be 60s. I'm almost positive. And it's a cover. It's a beautiful cover from Jackie Minson and a really, really fun opportunity to just get a taste of what's going to come on Thursday night. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Marisol. Next week, I'm sitting back down with 
Dr. Ryan Hanning, always a joy, always a intellectual leap keeping up with him. But uh, I know you guys can handle it. I'm barely handling it, but I know you guys can. It's pretty great stuff. You guys are awesome. Have a great week and we'll see you Thursday night. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Love Good Podcast. Share this episode link on social media, leave us a review, and join our movement today by subscribing as a patron at joinlovegood.com. You'll start enjoying our premium content and seasonal packages that not only raise your standard for music, books, and art, but that also inspire you to evangelize culture through beauty. We can't wait to accompany you as you change the world.